This is Radio Maria, and this is our Credo program for this evening, July 6th. Thank you for joining us. We are live, and we have Father Anthony Lobo, who is a Salesian priest, a Salesian of Don Bosco. He is an assistant priest at Sacred Heart Parish in Battersea, and he's here to speak to you today about listening with the ear of the heart. Hello, Father Anthony. Thank you for joining us. Good evening, Elena. Thank you for inviting me onto your program. Oh, thank you. So, Father Anthony, I'm going to hand the microphone over to you and our listeners have their pen and paper ready to take many notes and hear the good news you're going to share with us. Take it away. Good evening, everybody. Good evening to everybody listening to us on Radio Maria. And I'm really happy to be doing this live session, or which later would be a podcast. I would just like to introduce myself very briefly. I'm Father Anthony, as Eleanor introduced me. I come from India, from the city of Mumbai, so I was born and brought up in the heart of the city. But as a youngster at the age of 22, 22, 23, I left for the missions and I went to Africa, uh, where I worked for over a decade between Mozambique and Kenya. I was basically also ordained a priest in Mozambique. And then I was sent for higher studies because I always had a flair for communications. And so I did my master's and my PhD in Rome at our Salesian Pontifical University. And my area topics of interest is basically convergence, convergence journalism, and how to create digital ecosystems. And today we talk of the synodal part, the synodal church, which has a business model, and that is basically a convergence model. So after my studies, I lectured for many years at the university, and now it's over a period of just about two years that I find myself in London, having pastoral experience because I was always in the academic background. So I do have a background in communications, and while at university, as a team of lecturers, professors, we always followed very closely the world communications message given to us by Pope Francis. As we very well know, the topic comes out and the theme comes out on the 24th of January, the feast of St. Francis de Sales, the patron of journalists, and from where we Salesians also get our name. De Sales, Salesians means followers of St. Francis de Sales. And then on the 29th of May, we celebrate World Communications Day. And this year, Pope Francis has given us a very pertinent, important topic to all of humanity. Listening with the ear of the heart. Pope Francis tells us, basically, you cannot communicate well if you have not listened And we all know how important listening is and how difficult truly it is to listen. But Pope Francis here is adding something very important. He says you have to listen with the heart. So this is the newness of his message. Last year, for example, Pope Francis urged journalists to go and see He was telling them, see the reality in person, 
in order for you to able to be able to tell the story better, to meet people, to experience events firsthand. So this year, he dwells on the same topic and takes this verb to listen. In Italian, ascoltare, the root coming to cultivate, to accommodate the other. How are we able to do this? This cultivating, this accommodating of the other. And this is basically the synodal part, the lines of Pope Francis. He says, we are losing the ability to listen to those in front of us, both in the normal plot of daily relationships and also in debates on the most important topics of civil life. So when he states, when a very distinguished physician was asked, what is the greatest need of human beings? This physician very simply replies, the boundless desire to be heard. So Francis tells us this desire challenges everyone. Parents, families, educators, pastoral workers, information workers, all those who provide a social or political service. So we see it is a human psychological need to listen. And Pope Francis says it is not just any distracted form of listening, no. Or we are just limited to an acoustic perception. He basically departs his point of departure as obvious and obvious is the Bible, the scriptures. So Francis says, we learn that listening is essentially linked to the dialogical relationship between God and humanity. This is really beautiful, the first premise. God dialogues with humanity. He's not a dictator. He's not a top-down model, no. He comes and he dialogues with us. And so what is the phrase taken in this relationship between God and humanity? The Hebrew scriptures say, Shema Israel, meaning listen Israel, hear or Israel. And this is basically the incept of the first commandment of the Torah. And this is this commandment is continually repeated in the Bible, of which St. Paul then confirms. And he says, he makes this bold statement, very, very bold. Faith comes from listening. And I found that really very beautiful. For me to grow in my faith is my capacity every day, every morning in my meditation, in my quietness time, to have this dialogical relationship with the Trinity, God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And for me to open my heart 
to listen. So God takes the initiative by speaking to us, revealing himself through the word and addresses the word, which is the son, Jesus Christ, who stretches his ear and tells us to stretch our ears to listen to him. But often, as we know, what is human nature and what is the characteristics of human nature? Humankind, on the other hand, often closes one's ears and shows a form of aggressiveness towards the other. We just need to go back to Genesis. God just gives a very simple loving command. You can have it all, but you're forbidden to eat from one tree. And what does first of humanity does, does not listen to a very basic plea made by the Creator. Aggressiveness is very part of human nature. We all face it every day in our daily lives. Looking back to scriptures, getting to the Acts of the Apostles, where do we find the most aggressive from? Yes, Jesus being crucified, yes. But coming to the story of the deacon Stephen, who gets stoned, they are listening to him, but they are listening to him with closed ears. And once we listen with closed ears, we have our hands gripped and close together with every type of stone ready to stone the other, as they did with St. Stephen, the first martyr. So only by paying attention to who we listen to, to what we listen to, to how we listen, can we grow in the art of communicating. And Pope Francis says this is not basically just a theory or a technique, but it is the capacity of the heart that makes proximity possible. For a good part of my life as a lecturer at university, I'm a trained journalist. And very often in journalism, you just need to get your story and you want to get your story right. And often, by the end of the day, you need to fill in your white paper, 400 words, 500 words. And you're not really listening to the real events of the story, but you are listening through your mind what you wish to write. And Pope Francis says, as he told journalists last year, to go out and see. Today, he's saying, without listening, there is no good journalism. So it is not just theories and techniques of communications, no. He says, have the capacity of the heart. And once you make proximity possible, then you get a better story. Pope Francis says we must avoid deafness of the heart. He uses wonderful metaphors. He is a metaphorical pope. I think no other pope has been so metaphorical as Pope Francis. And there we could say the listening ability is located. He quotes St. Augustine. He says, do not have your heart in your ears, but your ears in your heart. 
It's wonderful. I could, I would like to repeat that. Do not have your heart in your ears, but your ears in your heart. Just a minute. <clears throat> so listening, my dear listeners, thank you for listening to me, is the essential condition for good communication. We live in a social media world. We live in a digital age. And often we don't have the patience. We get WhatsApp messages or Facebook messages, or we are tweeting, etc. All this type of communication is a type where we're just eavesdropping. We just see quickly, skim through it. We, if we have to respond, we respond to it. But there is no in-depth listening to what the other is even writing. So Pope tells us to have a sharpened ear to listen. We need to talk to each other. Sometimes there is a symptom of the fact more than truth and good consensus is sought when we talk in order not to offend the other. Good communication, on the other hand, does not try to impress. We need to be sincere with the audience to whom we talk to. And that is what Pope Francis says, very often it is sad to see that even in church circles, we have ideological camps that are just formed to listen in a certain way, or to polarize people to listening in a certain way. And that is where listening basically disappears and which gives way to sterile oppositions. Pope Francis denounces a widespread attitude, basically that of waiting for the speaker to finish speaking. And when his voice is not raised above the impose of her point of view, in reality says there is no longer any dialogue, but it is a monologue in two voices. In true communication, on the other hand, it is the I and the you are both outgoing, reaching out to each other. This is one of the basics, even at university, in the course of introduction to communication, this is one of the basic principles. In true communication, where you have to seek the I and the you to be both outgoing and reaching out to each other. And this is for any form of communication, be it journalism, print, or be it broadcasting, television, radio, or even today on social media. So there is basically no good journalism without having listened and listened for a long time. To tell an event or to describe a reality in a reportage, it is essential to have been able to listen and also willing to change their mind or to modify the starting hypothesis. Francis exhorts us to listen to more sources, multiple sources, 
and not just to stop at the first tavern. This is very important for those who practice the field of journalism, to have a plurality of thought. Not just otherwise we get polarized into our way of thinking. We all know listening is a struggle. It's just from the beginning of humanity. And Pope Francis in his letter recalls Cardinal Agustino Casaroli, who was a really great diplomat and who spoke of dialogue and he uses this interesting ex expression. He says dialogue is the martyrdom of patience. Necessary, however, to listen and be heard in negotiations with the most difficult speakers in order to obtain the greatest possible good conditions of limitation of freedom. So even in less difficult situation, listening always requires the patient virtue of patience. It is the other side of the coin. And together with the ability to be surprised by the truth, even if only a fragment of truth, in the person we are listening to, we then get amazed by all the knowledge that flows once we are able to listen to the other. But Francis tells us that only by listening can trust in information be restored. And we all know what's the political scenario, and it is just the fundamental defect in, in, unable, in being unable to listen. We have lived through a very difficult times. The pandemic has undermined our way of living by basically excessive news. And in the digital age that we live in, we could call it the infodemia, within which it is increasingly difficult to make the world of information credible. This program is called Credo, I believe. And today, people find it very difficult, which is the right source of information, and information to be transparent. There is a reality of forced migration, which also requires listening to be able to understand the complex problems behind the drama, to overcome prejudices about migrants, and to dissolve the hardness of our hearts. We need listening and information that gives a name and a story to each of them. Many good journalists already do this, and many others would like to do this if only they could. Very often we know what determines any profession is economics. And in the field of journalism, in the field of information technology, economics plays a huge role. And that is where we lose trust, we lose transparency. Pope Francis says we need to encourage this art and we need to encourage 
those who put this art into practice and who are called to be the orators of narrating stories in print from, in broadcasting from, or in social media from. And often I would tell my study students and would teach them the techniques of how not to fall into narrative traps. For you to analyze a narrative trap is for you to be able to read between the lines of what is being told to you. And that only happens when you are able to listen. And very often in critical studies, we say to listen critically. We will have before our eyes, in any case, not numbers, not, not dangerous invaders, but faces and stories of concrete people, looks, expectations, sufferings of men and women to listen to you. I've got a very close friend of mine. Uh, we were companions of, when we did a master's in journalism. He's Ukrainian, Lubomir Ferenc. Uh, he got like eight years ago something what he called the Pulitzer Award in Ukrainian uh, for objective journalism. And he would often tell me it is so difficult to get the true story out. I am ready to risk my life to get onto the field and to listen to people and to listen to their stories. And he got that award basically because his story was of a true story, narrating a true experience, not something just cooked up and made up to, to the audience. So Pope Francis says, coming to the church, it is an indispensable virtue for every Christian leader. We Christians, the Pope writes, says, we have forgotten the service of listening that has been entrusted to us by one who is the auditor, auditore, the one who listens par excellence, in whose work we are called to participate. And basically, for me as a priest, this has come very strongly. I am just a mere servant participating in the work of the Son of God, Jesus Christ. So if I do not listen to him every day, every morning, what we call the meditation that we do as a religious community, that is when we are called to open our hearts to the voice of God. So we need to be active participants in this ministry that Jesus calls us. He recalls the words of this very famous, we, most of us have heard of him, Protestant theologian Dietrich Bonhoeffer, who says, we must listen through the year of God, if you want to be able to speak through his word. It is so clear what Bonhoeffer is telling us. And Francis recalls that those who do not know how to listen to their brother or their sister will soon 
no longer be, lis- be able to listen to even God. And that is why in pastoral action, the most important work is the apostolate of the year. For me, as a Catholic priest, the apostolate of the year, the most powerful experience for me is in confession. That is where I only listen. Very rarely do I say anything because I often tell the penitent, you are talking with God. The priest is just the minister, a servant of God, a channel or a medium, if you wish to say. And often listening to penitents, to their intimate stories, very often of distress, etc., I am transformed as a priest because there is unity, there is communion, a union between the triune God, the penitent, and the priest. Pope Francis tells us, listen before you speak. I find it sometimes difficult. It's not an easy task, especially when you have so many things to do and you will have to go on the move. You're basically not listening. So knowing that giving freely some of one's time to listen to people, firstly, as Francis tells us, is a gesture of charity. In the synodal process that is concluded and on diocese and levels, etc., Francis has concluded that it has been a great opportunity to listen. For us at Sacred Heart, we did something very interesting. We called it the synodal tree. We just had a big tree branch in the atrium of the church, and there were red labels and yellow labels. Red labels were for what the people did not like, and the yellow labels for what the people liked in the church. It was basically a survey, but it was amazing to see how everybody participated, the young and the old. And when all the data was tabulated, got together, we put up on the wall, and we called it the synodal wall. All the responses of the parishioners, the good and the bad, and everybody was able to see, okay, we appreciate our church, but we also need to be critical towards the church, and that's how the church grows. So Francis, in the synodal approach, has given us a very beautiful example to all organizations in the world, not just religious organizations. He's basically showing the way. And this is what digital media is also doing. Your capacity to receive feedback. Listening means you're listening to the feedback of the other towards you. So Francis says the Synod is a great opportunity to listen. Sometimes people get him wrong. People think that he wants to change the make a revolution in the church and take the church radically into a different direction. No. But Francis is telling us it is an opportunity to have communion, an opportunity to participate, and this was going to take our mission forward in the 21st century. 
So basically, it is not a result of strategies and programs, but it is built up in mutual listening between brothers and sisters. As in a choir, Francis says, unity does not require uniformity or monotony, but plurality and variety of voices. At the same time, each voice of the choir sings listening to the other voices and in relation to the harmony of the whole. This harmony is conceived by the composer, but its realization depends on the symphony of all and individual voices. It is to facilitate the attitude of listening, without which there is no communication, there is no relationship, there is no development, there is no life, and at the end of it, there is no faith. So Francis is inviting us to this letter to listen with the ear of a heart. He's calling us to basically create harmony. And once we are in harmony, in symphony, that is when balance happens. I found this letter for this year really very thought-provoking. Uh, I've written an article uh, Two years ago, we did a content anal an analysis of basically 40 of the world communications messages, right from John Paul II, Pope Benedict, etc., and seeing out what are the various themes that arise uh, from these messages, etc., doing content analysis. And I have found this message for this year, for the 56th year, this verb to listen a very, very important one, which was not really uh, in, in the limelight in the other messages. So we may seem and we may get to know or think that to listen with the heart is a paradox, and it is a paradox, or rather two. In what sense, in what way communication is listening and not just proclamation? Very often, the church model is proclamation. But we do have the model in, very, in many other parts in the southern hemisphere of the world. When I worked in Africa, when I worked in, in India, you have the basic Christian communities, the BCC. And what is the basic Christian communities? You gather together, basing yourself on the word of God, and then you are listening to each other. And that is how we grow in faith. Because all listening from the heart, using our ears, comes from the above. God is asking us to be heard, seen and heard. He doesn't impose himself, but he asks us to do this. And that is how then we believe in him. If you look back to the church fathers, if you look back to the mystics of the church, all their experiences go back to this root word, Askoltare, Shema Israel, listen, O Israel. And that's where the relationship with the person who listens to and God who listens to us begins, the dialogue. 
Thank you, Father Anthony. Uh-huh. Father Anthony, can we take a, a short music break? Fantastic. Uh, so that we can uh, my so we can take this in yeah. what we've fun. listened to, what we've opened our hearts to. Uh-huh. And listeners, if you'd like, you do have the opportunity for us to listen to you and your reflections Perfect. and your questions if you have any for Father Anthony. The number to call <laughs> the number to call is zero one two two three three seven five five six four. You can call from outside of the UK at 0044-1223-375-564. Please do give us a call. I'm finding myself at a loss for words And the funny thing is It's okay The last thing I need Is to be heard But to hear What you would say Okay. 
This is Credo on Radio Maria England. Today we have been listening with the ears of our heart to Father Anthony Lobo, who is part of the Salesians of Don Bosco and assistant priest to Sacred to the Sacred Heart Parish in Battersea. Father Anthony, you shared about this synodal tree that your parish had with red dots for things you do not like and yellow dots for what you like. And I love this idea. Uh, Father Anthony, in my prior life, uh, before joining Radio Maria, I worked uh, with adults with learning disabilities. And we were we were encouraging and... What is it called? It's been such a long time. We were... We were uh, encouraging and trying to entrust them, in, uh, strengthen their independence for these adults with learning disabilities. Some of them were verbal, some were pre-verbal, some uh, were very, very, very verbal. And with this encouraging independence and practicing, it was sometimes very difficult as uh, support workers, social workers, or in my position, a creative arts tutor, to find out what our students, what our artists wanted to express. So listening, listening became a huge part of my day. And especially when we wanted to know about what their goals were. Uh, why are you here? Why are you taking drama? Why are you doing art? Why, what are your goals from this? And hopefully linking that with independence, healthier lifestyles, things like that. And because they could communicate in different ways, we had to listen in different ways. So uh, one way is simply to ask, uh, well, "What do you want to do with this?" And and they could verbalize, "Oh, I want to to I want to draw a picture of my of pretty flowers." But then there were some that wouldn't be able to use words or just wouldn't be able to express it that way. So we would have to find different ways. Uh, we would give them choices, like two different pictures. Two, we could have the pictures with words on it. Do you want to um, go outside now or do you want to do arts? We would have those two pictures and they would uh, point at the one you'd, they'd like. Sometimes it was uh, in movement uh, by just having, especially um, some of the our students with physical disabilities, uh, they wouldn't, they couldn't, they wouldn't use their heart, hands so much, but they would either look at a different way or they would do a big yes or a big no. So enabling our students to communicate so that we can listen better was so important. And Father Anthony, your parish, by using that synodal tree, enabled people to give their voices, to give their thoughts so that you guys could listen and I, you had your parish discussions as well. So you had your regular ways of listening as well. But I just want to applaud you for giving that other opportunity for people to communicate with you so you could listen in a in a different way as well. So bravo. Sorry, I feel Thank like I've been you. talking too much now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I must say it, it was a fantastic experience. Uh, reciprocal from the part of the parish clergy and also from the part of the people because it's it's a balance, so you get to also know how much the people appreciate the parish and also what are the expectations of the people from the parish. And we are going a lot way forward now with, with what the people are asking of us. Like one of the things, the parish didn't have a parish council. 
different reasons. So we have just started off now, launched the parish council in the process of launching a parish council, etc. So the synodal tree has given a lot, lot of suggestions in, in the way forward for the parish. And as you know, our parish is multicultural. We have 47 nationalities. So we need to accommodate everybody. And basically that is done only if you're able to listen to them. Mm. Yeah. We recently on Radio Maria had, uh, I know it was sight, it was sight. But one part, uh, one item that was mentioned in our synod was uh, for those that are hard of hearing, um, that that have trouble listening. No, that's a, I, I think they can listen very well, but hearing the the noises and things, and that's become something our parish is working on, uh, is how to communicate so that those that hear best with their heart uh, will listen best with their heart can can communicate and hear uh, well understand what's happening as well in the parish mm-hmm. uh, Father Anthony Pope Francis I mean he is our Pope for our digital age how is he and he's as you said he's been sharing so much about how it's important for journalism to promote it to to strengthen and encourage people to go into the the world of journalism and to listen uh, as the vatican the team how are they how are they doing at listening uh, uh, i've always said when i was in rome i've basically been there for 15 years the dicastery of communications is the dicastery for lay people not for priests or, or for nuns or whatever and Pope Francis has made, as he's doing now with other dicasteries of the courier, uh, putting lay people, professional lay people, into of these key, key roles. So one of the, in his papacy now, it's nine years, next year's going to be 10 years. The first department to be reformed structurally was the dicastery of communications. He took away the whole title of, be, of being a dicastery. And he's made it a secretariat. Because initially, what was in Rome was you had Radio Vatican, but it was an institution by itself. You had the Osservatore Romano, and that was a paper by itself. And then you had so many, you had the Vatican photography, and they were. So now, with the secretariat for communication, and he's a layperson, Paolo Rufino, who's in charge, I think now, uh, in charge. All these different institutions come under one umbrella. And that's where you can create communion rather than diversity. And now most of these heads are lay people. The last one of Radio Vatican, as you know, was Father Lombardi, the Federico, the Jesuit. And after that, lay people are taken up the response. So that is something very wonderful of Pope Francis in able to listen to lay people and take away this model of a hierarchical church a clerical church, but the church has got one head and we are all its body. The priests, the clergy, the lay people, consecrated men and women. There's nobody superior and inferior. And I think this is the flagship of Pope Francis. Just yesterday I was reading, he's going to appoint two women into the congregation for bishops. This is nothing ever done in, 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 in the history of the church, to have women to be appointing bishops. And that's what the news was saying. So that is what Pope Francis is able to do all this because he's listening to what people are saying. 
And people are saying of the 21st century, not people of the Middle Ages or how things were done in the Middle Ages. So that's the reason very often he gets criticized and taking, thinking that he's taking the church too forward. But basically in the field of communications, he has done a lot. Even though he's not technically savvy, he's put people who know the job and can take their church forward. So we have Vatican News now. It has all started during his era which is a wonderful new service, very up-to-date, excellent journalist writing for them, a plural, uh, in, in that. Even Radio Vatican is excellent now. Father Lombardi did an excellent job. There's no doubt about it. But our lay people are professionals in this field with a lot of experience, and they should be like on the forefront in the field of communications for the church. And I've worked, like for example, for my master's, I worked with Catholic News Service in Washington, and so unfortunately, they're going to be closed down now in, in January of 2023. Oh. And, that, and that's, that's the oldest Catholic news agency in the world. I think, I think it's around 100 years. Total editorial uh, independency by lay people in that sense. So Pope Francis is giving this authority back to the church. Our church has begun with lay people. And we, if we want to get vocations back, I always say this also in my preaching. The priest's job is ministerial, the sacraments. And he has to be a priest of the sacraments and, and, and the priest able to listen to the sacraments. As I explained to in the sacrament of confession, dedicating your time, being available there, that's the best place where you can listen to the other in the sacrament of confession. But the priest needs to be available to make time, etc. And that's how we can get our vocations, and that's how even our Catholic Church can go ahead. So Pope Francis, for me, is really uh, the light in, in this era of communications and this new era of the digital media. We we at Radio Maria, Father Anthony, do uh, very proudly broadcast the Vatican and World News every day here as part of our news section, as well as do uh, share reporting from the communication teams from the different dioceses around the Catholic Bishops Conference of England and Wales, as well as our dear friends over at Independent Catholic News. So we're, we're trying here at Radio Maria, um, but one of the lovely lovely things uh, is how we also and this is for you listeners we like to listen to you as well and listen to your stories and share your stories with our community of listeners Father Anthony this has been a lovely evening I, I, I've got more to talk I've, I have more to ask but we've run out of time and I know you have a, a treasure trove of topics to talk about. So I do hope, Father Anthony, that you'll come back and speak so that we can listen with our heart, with our, the ears of our heart to you again. Thank you, Yelena. It's been a pleasure talking to the audience of Radio Maria. And I hope something uh, has been able to penetrate somebody's heart. Could you finish our program with a prayer and a blessing on our listeners, please? Uh, yeah, I will most willingly do that. Today, we have a very beautiful saint of St. Maria Goretti. I happened to visit the place. And the one who believed in the virtue of being pure and being holy. 
Listening is a virtue of holiness. And once you have a pure heart, you are able to listen back with this pureness. So in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Amen. God the Father, you gifted to us your divine Son, and you made dialogue, communication possible. And you did not abandon us, but gave us your Holy Spirit. We ask you for this grace that we, in our Catholic Church, that we, as followers of Jesus Christ, we are able to open up our hearts and to listen to the word that you give us to listen to the voice of your Father and the Holy Spirit present here. And let us say it together, asking the blessing of our Blessed Mother, to whose station we are podcasting this, to Rachel Maria, for us, for her to always protect us and to keep us away from every evil and harm. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed are thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy, Holy Mary, Mary Mother, Mother, of God, Mother of God, pray, pray for, for us sinners, sinners now and, and at the hour of our death. Father, Amen. Amen. The Lord be with you and with, with your, your spirit. spirit. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father Anthony Lobo. God bless and have a good evening. Thank you, Lena.